Alright, hi everybody. My name is Kevin Jackson. So this is my first podcast, which I'm definitely a little bit nervous about. Um, because the honest truth is, I don't really know if people really want to hear what I have to say. But, people, I, I, I kind of did a poll online, asking people if they wanted me to podcast. And I did get some favorable responses. People wanted to know like about animation in jamaica what's it like being an animator in jamaica you know um production side of animation and i got kind of an overwhelming response regarding my animated show well animated short film a beacon of maroons so i think i'll start with that because it's kind of topical right now um, at least for for me it is. Um, I don't know if everyone else has noticed it. I you know people have been been coming up to me and asking me about it. So I assume people are seeing it, or at least those who are seeing it are enjoying it. So let me just tell you about it. So first of all, Abiko and Maroons is about a prince from Ghana in Africa who has to journey across the Atlantic. To the Caribbean to rescue his pregnant sister from slave traders. Now, this idea came to me a long time ago, like longer than I'd like to admit, uh, years. And it's had like some ups and downs where production's concerned and development, you know, started off like a long time ago before animation really hit Jamaica big and trying to figure out what to do with it initially it was going to be a comic then we decided to make it animation and when i say we i'm talking about my my partners in the production Chevany Shevas White and her husband Adrian White because i was working with or i'm working with i was working for them at the time and when the whole animation buzz thing started up I said to them, hey, I have this idea. I originally wanted it to be a comic, but I think it would make a really cool animation. And it's basically about the Maroons set back in the past, um, but we're going to take this from a fictitious character's perspective. And I, after pitching the idea, they really, really liked it. We tried to get assistance, you know, we tried to get funding, we tried to get some interns to help us out. And things just weren't working out. Animation was far more expensive than we thought it would be. Uh, it was far. It was a much more difficult skill than you know we thought it would be. I didn't even know how to really animate at the time. I dabbled with a few things, but nothing serious. Anyway, because I really, really, really believe in this idea, I decided. All right, hear what. I'm going to take animation much more seriously and see how far we can take this. Now, honestly speaking, there have been so many ups and downs when it comes to Abiko and the Maroons. It was actually originally called The Maroons because we were going to be telling the story of the Maroons. But later on, we decided to change it because we were thinking, you know, it really is focusing on this main character and his story. It's his story. Um... The the first thing that we did was research. You know, research started online. 
I've bought books on the Maroons. I've talked to historians on the Maroons. The only thing I haven't done yet is go down to Maroon Town. And that's something that every single year I plan to do. But something comes up, whether it's work or, you know, a family emergency or I have to be away. But something just keeps getting in the way. I'm really, really, really going to try to make it next year because I really think it's important to experience that. Um, but anyway, let me get down to the, the nitty gritty. You know, I'm not going to get into things like how I came up with the character design because that was a long, arduous process. You know, it went through um, not only myself as a designer, Michelle Keane, she originally, she designed the original um, characters and I kind of just played with her designs a bit um, and made them something different. It's really and truly kind of like the vibe, or I should say what inspired me to do this was Samurai Jack. Like, I'm a huge fan of Samurai Jack. I, I love the art style. I especially love the storytelling. And I kind of wanted to bring that vibe to Jamaica. I think that this story can pull that off. I mean, it won't be exact because we don't have that kind of samurai, um, shogun, ronin type culture but i thought we could at least borrow from the whole that code you know the code of a warrior um strength and family you know that sort of thing overcoming overcoming evil those things i wanted to borrow from samurai jack now i'd been struggling along with this short film for a while the intention is to make it a 13 five-minute episode season right we have three seasons planned already the first season written out and uh, the intention is to make it for mobile and internet platforms so why we chose those platforms simple five-minute episodes are not something that you typically see on TV Right, you typically watch your five minute videos online or you know on your phone, and of course, you know, on TV, you have things like interstitials, even Looney Tunes, Bugs Bunny cartoons, and Tom and Jerry cartoons. We used to watch back in the day were like three to five minutes, so it's not impossible to get on TV. But the way TV show formatting is these days, it's a little tricky. Most animations are like 11 minutes long or your standard 22 minutes long not much space for five minutes so we decided hey we're going to target mobile and internet platforms especially because we're looking at the caribbean region the latin american region african region um of course we're looking at the diaspora in america and canada and germany and japan and england etc but the reason those aren't our primary markets is because one how difficult it is to break into those markets you know being heavily saturated with content and also the fact that we pretty much just wanted to look at who we think it directly appeals to. I think it definitely directly appeals to Jamaicans, Caribbean nationals. I definitely think it appeals to persons in Africa. And I do believe that persons in Latin America can relate to an extent, which is why we even subtitled the first episode in Spanish. 
And my research, I've done extensive research on distribution, and I strongly, or what I've found is that Latin America and Africa, they have a high mobile penetration, and they watch a lot of content on their phones. So that's why we're going in that direction. Now, the good thing about having, you know, business partners like Chevenise and Adrian is that even though they don't contribute to the animation part of things, they push the production in other ways. They're the ones constantly looking for a financial means to get this thing done. You know, they're the ones who set up the crowdfunding, which earned us a thousand US dollars. They're the ones that set up the launch and the marketing campaign behind a beacon maroons. You know, that's why so many people seem to know about it. And in fact, I think everything just kind of happened at the right time with a beacon of maroons. Even though we have not gotten past a first episode, I think that things are happening at the right time. Had we pushed for these things to happen earlier, I don't think, I really don't think we would have had a, 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 a good product. What's come out of the launch, which happened last year, 2017, August 26th. Um, and let me just tell you the story behind that. So I've been battering around with Abiquin Maroons for years, you know, constantly changing the character designs, constantly changing background designs, you know, just constantly changing. Because, like, every time I learn something, I want to add it in. And... That's a good thing because it makes the project better, but it's also a bad thing because when you keep striving for perfection, it's like you never get anything done. You're always starting over. And Chevy took me aside one day and said, Kevin, listen up. Here's what's going to go down. I need to know how long it's going to take you to finish this episode. Uh, I said, okay, well... um." You know, it's not that simple. And she's like, yo, just give me a, give me a number. Give me a number. So I say, you know, I think I can finish it in like a month or two. And she was like, all right, great. This was like in June. And she was like, all right, so we're going to launch in July. It's like, whoa, whoa, wait, wait. No, 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 no. G- give me two months. Give me two months. Right? I was pretty confident I could do it in two months. Um, you know, animate a lot. And I know what I'm capable of doing in, 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 a, in a month. I could do it in a month too. But, you know, work and all kind of other distractions. Anyway, so <laughs> two months blow by really fast, right? Blink of an eye, I didn't even remember about this launch. In fact, I thought this was going to be an internet launch. Chevy came to me and she was just like, yeah, so, you know, um, we need to set up the speakers for the launch, all of the guest speakers, and we're inviting these guests. And I'm like, wait, whoa, what, wait, what are you talking about? She's like, the launch, I told you about the launch. You don't remember about the launch? And I'm like, yeah, but I didn't think it was going to be this big a thing. And she's like, the animation's ready, right? I was like, it, it, it will be ready. And she's like looking at me real worried, like, Kevin, the, the, the animation's ready, right? So I said, no, Chevy, it, it, it will be ready. She's like, okay, I'm counting on you because this day's going to happen whether you like it or not. The broom is booked. People are invited. Yeah. I was like, whoo, okay. So, yo, literally every single day I was there just animating, animating, animating. And I don't know if anybody even knows, but a lot of animation went on even the night 
going into the day before the launch, right? I did not sleep one wink. I had to have two Red Bulls and just animate throughout the night and got it ready, got it edited and got it ready for the launch. And it was interesting because I had to cut a shorter version, you know, I had to cut a shorter version, like three and a half minutes as opposed to five minutes long because there was no intro and, you know, there were certain scenes that I just had to cut. Um, long rendering times and all of that holding me back. But we had the launch and it was this big thing and a great program. You know, we had all of these guest speakers. And then when the time came to show a beacon maroons, I was sweating bullets. I was sweating bullets because I was just like, yo, I don't know if people are going to like this. You know, it's so short. What are people going to think? And I mean, it is going on and I'm just watching the crowd just you know, gripped by this animation and I'm there wondering, are they gripped because it sucks or do they actually like it? And, you know, I'm hearing people react and starting to feel a little better, but I'm still like sweating bullets, you know, like maybe smaller caliber bullets now, but still bullets. Anyway, it ends and of course it ends like so quickly. And the crowd is just like, oh, and I was like, oh, man. <laughs> but then they started to clap. They started to applaud. And I was I was like, wait, wait, they, they actually like this. And, you know, afterwards, a lot of people came up to me asking me questions about it. My cousins, my, my little, my niece, she was just like, where's the rest? Where's the rest? I want to see the rest. I was like, so excited. I want to see more. I want to see more. I was like, hey, well, you know, I don't have more yet, you know, uh, working on it, working on it. She's like, okay, and like, I'm seeing how excited people are, and I'm thinking, hmm, okay, this is interesting. In fact, something that I skipped over is that I think a month or two before, we actually showed a clip at Anime Picnic, and we got some interesting reviews. Like we used them as a focus group and had them fill out some forms to tell us what they thought about it. And, you know, very interesting things came out of it. Like one of the things that stood out was someone said, wow, they never ever thought they would watch a Jamaican animation because all the Jamaican animations they've seen have been goofy and, you know, just make the culture look kind of bad. And this, they said, made our culture look cool. And that's where we kind of coined the phrase that, you know, we're making our culture cool again. Yeah, I know it kind of sounds similar to, you know, making our country great again. I, I know. I'm, but yeah, this was before all that happened. Any, well, not really before that, but the whole thing was once we heard them saying that we knew what we were setting out to do, right? We wanted Jamaicans to see our folk heroes as our superheroes, right? Yes, we like Batman and Spider-Man and um, Superman, but, you know, who are our heroes? What do our heroes look like? And that's what a Beacon Maroons is set out to accomplish. Now, since that launch, a lot of wonderful things have happened. We got the opportunity to go to Kids Screen and even though we were not the right fit for kids screen, we did meet some people that kind of gave us some insight, insight into distribution, insight into how the business of animation works. Some of this stuff I knew from before, having done research, 
But being face to face with it and seeing and feeling the dynamic of it is completely different from reading it. You know, it's like you can read about being in a race and understand all the technicalities about how to take this corner and how to take that corner. But until you're in the seat feeling the G's, feeling the, you know, the, 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 the grip of the tire, feeling the acceleration, you really don't know what it's about. So going to kids screen really, really Kid screen was good and bad. Kid screen was good because we learned a lot and it kind of made us think about what is our exact direction. You know, who is our audience? Because we knew our audience was a little bit more adult, you know, PG-13 kind of thing. But at the same time, PG-13 animations don't really make bank. So we contemplated whether we should make it a little more childish but hardcore fans were like, yo, the Maroons were not about that kind of childish stuff. Maroons were serious people. You know, you have to do them justice. And it was like the torn between these two things. Eventually, I think we decided, hey, let's stick with this PG-13 thing. That's what it was meant for. That's what we're going for. And we decided, you know what? Sticking to one of my age-old mantras, which is believe in your project. Right? If you're a filmmaker, you have to believe in your project. There are a lot of projects that when they came out, nobody liked them. And they are classics today. One of them is like one of my favorite movies of all time is Once Upon a Time in the West. That movie, it got really horrible reviews when it came out. You know, uh, the, 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 the entertainment world was attacking it. Critics were attacking it. But Sergio Leon, he believed in his project. I think he did do some revamping to it, just like I'm revamping some things in a Beacon Maroons now based on feedback. And it's now a classic. It is now a classic Western. Like, you talk about great Westerns and it's up there in the top ten. Um, I would even argue the top three. But anyway, decided to push on and... I started looking for film festivals to enter Beacon of Maroons in. And I definitely had to enter local festivals. Um, we entered Gatfest, Lignum Vitae Film Festival. the And we entered some overseas festivals as well. Python International um, Festival in St. Lucia. Um, the Chicago Caribbean Film Festival. Uh, the The... Columbus in Black International Film Festival, Palm Bay um, International Film Festival. Um, we even entered a festival. Yeah, no, I think that's it. Yeah, Carib Tales. How could I forget? We ended Caribbean Tales, Trinidad and Tobago Film Festival. Sorry, Anime Caribe Film Festival. Um, not can't remember if there were any others, but. Interestingly enough, we won this year alone, 2018, we won five awards for Abiku and the Maroons. So in at Lignum Vitae Film Festival, we won Best Animation, right? Which honestly deep down I was I was hoping and expecting to win, right? 
what I didn't anticipate was winning Best Actor and Best Screenplay. Those two definitely surprised me, but I was extremely happy because it meant the judges felt like I had a good story and the judges felt the acting was good. So that 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 was that was really that meant a lot to me, right? Because it means a lot of things are coming together. A Beacon Maroon's short film is is it has a lot of flaws. Don't get me wrong, you know, it's it's a pilot, it's a tester, it has a lot of flaws, you know. There's inconsistency in the line art, there's inconsistency in the audio, there's you know there are a lot of little things. <laughs> um but Animation is hard, so it was something that, you know, we just decided, hey, let's just work with this. It's a concept. Let's push it as far as it needs to go. Winning those three awards really kind of validated all the work that we've been doing. And then right after that, it went into Gatfest Film Festival. And it won Best Animation again. So we had four awards at this point in time. So we're thinking, wow, all right, this is excellent, you know, like... The hard work's paying off. We know people are liking this. Now, what eventually happened after that, I entered it in a film festival called the Columbus Black International Film Festival. And I'll be honest with you, you know, guys at Columbus Ohio Black Film Festival, don't be mad at me. But I honestly forgot that I entered that film festival. Right? I was looking for festivals. I think I remember messaging them and saying, hey, you know, I'm from Jamaica. I don't know. You, do you guys take animations? And they're like, yeah, sure, send it. You know, and I, I send the stuff, but I honestly I was just thinking, nah, there's no way they're going to really, you know, I don't think I'm going to win an award. And then I got an email from them. When I got the email, I was just wondering, okay, why are they emailing me? What's, what's, what's going on? What's wrong? And then when I, when I saw the congratulations, you won Best Animation, this took on a whole new weight for me. Like, I was so excited. Like, it was late, late, late in the night, and I had to message Chevy and Adrian and say, yo, we just won Columbus Black International Film Festival. And <laughs> I can't even repeat what Adrian said, right? It's not fit for airing. But this is major because now we've won an award overseas. Sure, maybe nobody's heard about this festival. I don't know if it's a big or small festival, but the fact is someone outside of the Jamaican jurisdiction, someone in the United States, you know, likes like this short film. So this was further validation. And I mean... The amount of people that I've met that apparently have been following, and this is just to show how good a marketer Chevy is. It's what she studied, right? She has her master's in marketing. And, you know, people come up to me from time to time and people keep on asking me, hey, you know, do you have a full season? Because I know where you could distribute it. There are people looking for African and Caribbean content. And sadly, I have to keep telling them that, you know, I'm not finished a season yet. We're still working on it. You know, we're still... We're, st we're working on episode two right now, right? And hopefully we'll be finished with that in a month or two. And we're going to move on to episode three, which will hopefully be done even faster because more characters and assets would have been creative. But, you know, it's opening doors, but it's just sad when you can't capitalize on all the opportunities in front of you. 
but we're not giving up hope we're sticking to our game plan you know we know where our market is who our market is we've identified distributors um one of the questions that someone asked me in a cafe the other day who happened to be my ex-boss he's my first first boss when i was at university and i took on a part-time job and he was interested in hearing about the animation stuff and he he's an investment type the first question he asked me was how much money is this thing projected to make the honest and unfortunate truth is that's not something that's completely ironed out yet why it's not completely ironed out yeah we have a figure in mind that we want this series to generate but the truth of the matter is we'd be pulling that out of our ass if we really if we really decided to say yeah um this is a figure right i couldn't say five million us i don't know if that's realis realistic or not the numbers have to be based on something and this is why we're experimenting with the different distribution um or distributors you know see how things flow and that way we can kind of predict the appetite because you can't it's hard to predict the appetite like this content like there's not much content like this out there to compare to right and our audience is building we just had five we just made 500 followers on facebook not a hell of a great number but still you know 500 people are, are have their eyeballs on this you know, hopefully we'll make a thousand by the end of the year, maybe ten thousand by the end of next year. And, you know, this is where we're hoping the growth will come. <sighs> yeah. Well, that's all I'm gonna say now. I've run twenty five minutes, which is <laughs> way too long. I was hoping this would be end this would have ended in fifteen minutes. But yeah, stay tuned, you know, listen out for Abiku, more about Abiku and Maroons. I'm going to be posting progress on our Facebook page and Instagram, Twitter. So you can follow and see the progress of Abiku and Maroons if you just look for Abiku series. Just search for Abiku series, you'll find it, whether on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. All right, Abiku, A-B-E-E-K-U-S-E-R-I-E-S, Abiku series and yeah support us in any way you can you know share um share when we post and yeah i'm, I'm gonna be doing some other podcasts there some of them are gonna be about abiku and maroon's progress some are gonna be about animation industry in jamaica you know uh, there's so many things to talk about but yeah for now guys Thank you so much for listening for 27 whole minutes. I really, really appreciate it. All right. So see you next time. I promise I'll make the next podcast much shorter. Thanks. Hi, everybody. It's me again, Kevin. So today I wanted to talk to you about creative burnout, or in my case, animation burnout. Uh, you can apply this to whatever creative field that you work in. So first of all, let me just define it. A burnout is basically when you're tired of doing something or you just can't find the creative juices to produce anything or produce anything good. Right? Basically, you might be suffering creative burnout. Just like how if you work out too hard, 
you might be sore the next day and the next day and the next and you just can't work out for another week similarly if you overwork yourself as an animator or as an as a creative you could lose your creative juices um, at least for a while so there are different types of animation or creative burnout so in the case of animation you could either be working on a project for too long or you could be working on a project that requires a longer length of time but you've done it in a very short space of time those two things can seriously create burnout in the first case picture working on a project for far longer than you should be say a project supposed to last two weeks but because of continuous um, client changes you end up working on it for seven months this can cause you to suffer burnout because you're putting all your effort into finishing this thing in two weeks and every single time it comes back for a change you're pushing forward to finish it with the same amount of energy that you pushed forward in the first place if you picture like a hundred meter runner a hundred meter runner puts his all into that hundred meters if you ask him to run another hundred meters right after that he probably can't do it as fast as he did before and then if you ask him to run a third hundred meter right after that no rest he's definitely going to be slowing down to a jog same thing with with animation if you have your animator working um, or you know continuously on a project two weeks and then another two weeks and then another two weeks and it just accumulates till it reaches seven months that animator could be suffering burnout right you're not going to get as much productivity out of him as you did before um, you're not going to get as much enthusiasm out of you out of him as you did before then there's another one the second burnout is picture you have a project that should last two weeks but you've basically burnt all your energy out on doing it in two to three days that can be very devastating on the nervous system very devastating on your health do not do it right now what causes you to get into these situations honestly speaking what causes you to get into these situations is improper planning and improper decision-making improper planning in that when you get the animation you really should assess how long it will take to get this animation done and do your best do your very 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 best to add a week or two to that to give you room right never let the client bully you into doing it in a shorter space of time because it's a problem you're the one who's going to suffer you're never going to feel like you're paid enough and your health is going to deteriorate most of us do not have health insurance um, on the other hand your contract ensure that your contract protects you ensure that your contract says something to the effect of um, only allowing a limited amount of changes um, also having a definitive end milestone once you've hit this milestone the project is done otherwise you'll be making changes forever right ensure that if you have to be making more than three changes you're getting paid for it otherwise believe me a job that you think is well paying turns out to be the worst 
pay when you look at how much time you've worked on it for how much money you've worked on it. Now, I've stated the preventions, which is a good contract and just good decision-making planning. Um, you know, the decision-making wise, learn to say no. It is really important that you learn to say no. I know sometimes we may be looking on a job and thinking, hmm, all right, you know, maybe I couldn't swing it. This, this is a really good job. You know, I think I can, no, no. Don't get suckered into it. If you have a bad feeling, walk away. Your instincts are often more right than they are wrong, right? So walk away. Now, let's say you've done all that and for some strange reason, you still end up ended up in a situation where you're suffering creative burnout. What do you do afterwards when you need to get back in the saddle, you need to get working again, but you just don't have the motivation, don't have the energy. Well, it's simple. Get some sleep. That's the very, very first thing. Get some sleep, right? You need to restore your, your, your immune system. You need to rest your brain. You need to rest your eyes. You need to rest your body, right? Turn your phone off. Turn the messages off. Don't watch any TV just sleep after you've got that rest in I would definitely say take a mental break go read a book um, go out to a club go to a bar and hang out with friends think about anything except the task that you need to do your brain when you overload your brain with one thing it gets kind of toxic you kind of have to balance it off with something completely opposite you know the saying work hard play hard yeah is very true. You don't want to work hard and not balance it off with some play. And you don't want to play hard and, and not balance it off with some work, right? Hey, that's the only way. That's the only way to cure yourself from burnout. You can't cure yourself from burnout by continuing to burn yourself out, right? So if you, are so, if you feel like you're suffering burnout and then another job comes your way and you feel like you're just going to die if you take this job, then simply put, just give it to somebody else. Maybe you can collect a finder's fee or something. But my advice is just give it to somebody else. Anyway, this one was a really short one. Um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about creative burnout for animators. And this should apply to any creative. I, I really do hope this helped. It's something that's... You, that, that's hard to learn you kind of have to teach yourself because saying no sometimes is not so easy anyway guys you can check out my website nivekfilms.com n-i-v-e-k-f-i-l-m-s if you want to follow up more with what I do I am an animator and a filmmaker and I'm always working on a new project so just go to my website check out what's going on alright see you next time mm -hmm.